Hey family, welcome back to another episode of the Audacity to Ask podcast. I am your host, Amy. Thank you for joining me once again, and I do encourage you to listen, share, discuss, and reach out. Uh, You can reach out to me at Amy, A-I-M-E-E, freelance at yahoo.com. That's A-I-M-E-E, F-R-E-E-L-A-N-C-E at yahoo.com. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, or if you just want to say, hey, I am, or I can be reached through that email address. Today's episode is called Your Credible Others, and I'm especially close to this episode because I believe that it is one of the top things that gets us off track, um, that keeps us from moving forward or discourages us from moving forward or creates um, stress and anxiety. It is the people that we allow to have a say in our lives, over our goals, the people that we allow to speak into our psyche, the people that we follow, the people that we discuss our dreams, goals, and aspirations with. And um, before, when I originally thought of doing this episode, I got three or four different confirmations that this is the episode to do. This is the time to have this discussion. This is the point in the journey early on um, to have this discussion so that when you are going forward and you are uh, solidifying the vision for your life and you're working towards the vision for your life, you won't get distracted by the people who have access to you. Um, There are four types of people that I want to talk about specifically. Um, I'm going to just name them off and then we'll go back and we'll talk about them. The first is the devil's advocate. The second is the naysayer. The third is the well-intended, and the last is the seemingly qualified. Listen, I am in no way saying that people are going to be out to get you or that people are looking to steer you wrong, but sometimes people, in an effort to share information or to see what you have going on, they make certain comments, they give certain input that just does not need to be a credible source of information or it is not a credible source of information for you and where you're trying to go. Um, Just this morning, one of the confirmations that I got was from a young lady that I follow. I am Keisha Green. And if you guys have ever followed her or if you don't follow her, go and follow her. She is a phenomenal woman. And she was just talking about today how, you know, don't come and ask me about what you should do or how it worked out for me because how it worked out for me and how it will work out for you won't always be the same. And I don't need to give you information that's going to discourage you um, from going in and actually going through that process because how it worked out for me may have worked out great for me, but it could work out great for you in a different way. And so sometimes if I know that people are coming to me to compare journeys or to get a hundred percent or a guaranteed answer, I won't give information either because I don't want to give you the impression that because it worked for me, it's going to work for you or because it didn't work for me, that it won't work for you. I can't say that because each of us has our own path. And while some information might seem interchangeable, it isn't always. And so you really need to get in the habit of 
um, having a clear vision and praying over your own plan, talking to God about your own plan, being in tune with your own gifts, your own abilities, your own desires, and then going forward in that and kind of allowing God to send people who will speak to you without you having to ask to the point where when they say something, it will resonate deep within you. That's how you know, okay, this might be something that I need to listen to. Uh, to give you an example, if I hear somebody talking about sales on baby clothes and how to get free baby clothes, I mean, it's not that the information is incredible, but why do I need that? That's not what I'm trying to do. It has nothing to do with anything I have going on in my life. So even though I might hear it and be able to share it with someone else, it isn't something that I need to take and try to apply it to my life. If somebody is talking about how to um, get investors for their business and God is not leading me to get investors for my business because I'm going to be able to fund it on my own. You know, me going out and try to get investors, for one, might be wasting my time. And for two, I might get the wrong hands involved and then have my whole business taken right from under my nose because I was involved in something I had no business business involved in. On the other hand, you might have investors for your business and it might work out perfectly for you because that's what you were supposed to do. And so we have to be cognizant of the fact that There are going to be some things that other people do and it worked out great for them. It might be a hundred or a thousand people who did it that exact way and it might work out great for them. But as soon as you can get into it, it may not work. On the other hand, it's a lot of people who may have tried and failed, tried and failed, tried and failed. When you do it, it goes through like flying colors. I mean, we can look at different types of industries and see that that's the case. Look at how some people were able to hustle hard, hustle hard, hustle hard and get it to the music industry. And you have people who hustle hard in the same way and they didn't, you know, maybe they were supposed to take another chance, but because they're following a preset paradigm, it's not working out for them because how you're supposed to enter into that game, into that arena is not the same way that other people got in. But because you're so focused, you're going through a gate that was flooded with people when God may have been trying to open a gate where nobody was standing. And so we want to be vigilant about moving throughout this process and being careful about who we allow to speak into our lives, who we allow to be a part of the plan. So let's get into it. Um, The first one is the devil advocate. And this person is the kind of person who always, you know, well, have you thought about this? And while that's a great thing, um, you have to be very careful because that person is the person who will list concerns and things that you hadn't thought about it, thought about, and and perhaps, you know, on one hand, we see that as a good thing, but the problem is, is that it's not even something that would would be a threat to your business. It's not even something that you're going to be exposed to. And so if you know that you've done your research and you feel solid in your plan and you feel comfortable that you've gotten divine insight about it, it really does not matter if all of these other things threaten it. If it's for you, it's going to work out. Like we have to be in at that level of faith that I know if this vision aligns with what I've seen, what I have heard, what I have discerned for my life, I don't have to be worried about all the possibilities of what could happen. I just need to focus on each step being guided um, by God or by 
the divine or by the universe or whatever you believe, each thing that I feel deeply um, inclined towards, you have to go with that. Because yeah, a million things could happen, but you don't want somebody to start saying, well, what about this? What about this? What about this? And now you're up in arms. Now don't get me wrong. There will people will be people who will come to you and say, you know, I was looking at your business. I think it's a great idea, but I noticed A, B, and C. Have you thought about changing this? That might be okay. But when you go out here and you look and you solicit information, you want to be careful about soliciting because then that person might feel obligated to give you feedback. And so they take you down all the worst possible scenarios, okay? So now you're anxious and you're you you're stressed out because you're like, oh, Lord, there's a million things that could be a problem that you don't need to be worried about. Um, for instance, I had a friend over um, and she was looking at my business and she actually came to shop. And she just happened to say, I was telling her, I say, you know, I really want to rebrand. I know that, you know... Something needs to change. I just can't quite put my finger on it. And the only thing she said was, have you thought about changing your font? And it was just interesting because that one thing kind of helped me to understand the entire rebranding process. I wasn't necessarily soliciting her advice. I was kind of just shooting the breeze and telling her something that I already needed. No, I already knew that it needed to happen or that I was going to do it. I just wasn't sure like what that one thing is that I needed to change. And when she said that, it worked out fine. And the reason why I believe that she was meant to say that is because she didn't go down a whole list of things that I needed to do. She didn't start assessing and over assessing. She simply made one statement. She left it alone. She didn't say anything else about it. And it really did kind of help me to look at how I was branding differently. Um, this not only applies to starting your own business, because I know some of you, it's not about starting your own business. It might just be going into a new position. Um, I remember my sister wanted to apply for this job and she said she had talked to a couple of people about it and they told her how, how high the turnover rate had been and how stressful the job was. And they gave her all of these reasons why, oh, you don't want to leave the job that you're in for this because it's, it's a lot of stress. And I said to her, I'm like, your personality is not like anyone else's. And you could be the person to walk in there and you already have the spiritual, mental and emotional strength and maturity to walk in there and do this job and do it well in a way that no Nobody else has done it because you address the issues in a way that nobody else would have. And so, unfortunately, she did allow people to talk her out of that position. And while she did get another position, position it was a lesson learned because you hesitated for so long that they filled the position before you could get an opportunity to apply for it. And so, I don't want us to be up in arms about people who come in and they want to help and so they start giving all of this all of these reasons why this might not work or this is not the way or this is not the time don't let someone talk you into a panic attack don't let someone talk you into a whirlwind of anxiety and stress um really just bog down Get clear about your plan, assess it and reassess it from your own vantage point, and then you pray over it and you say, okay, God, give me a clear word of the points where I need to change or to rethink this, and then allow people to come over 
come in after that and when they give you information, it won't be as daunting because you'll be prepared to hear it. Um, the next people are the naysayers. The naysayers are, it speaks for itself, right? The people who they're telling you that it'll never work and, uh, you know, everybody's doing this and it's a million people out here doing it. And why are you trying to do this now? It's not the time. You don't have the money. You have kids. You have this. You have that. And they're just giving you every reason why you can't do it. Not that it can't be done. They're telling you why you can't do it. I don't know why we allow these people to speak into our lives, but a lot of us will do it. We'll, we'll do it. We listen to people who we know are stagnant in their own lives, who we know are miserable, who we know are not trying to do anything other than what they're already doing. Yet, we'll go to them and we'll talk to them about what we have going on and they will allow us, they'll roll out the red carpet for us to have a whole pity party. They'll set up the table and the tent for our pity party. And so you don't want to be around people who are naysayers and you don't want to be around people who are stagnant in their own lives and who speak and deflect their own stagnation on you. You don't want to be around people who give you every reason that it could not work. Not that, unlike the the devil's advocate, they're telling you it can work, but they're telling you all the things you, you have to think of and all the vantage points you have to see this from. And the naysayer is just telling you all together, like, abandon ship, this is not going to work. You do not need those kind of people in your life at all. Not just when you're, you know, trying to build a vision or trying to follow purpose. You just don't need those types of people in your life at all who are always telling you why something is just not going to work out, especially when they're telling you it's not going to work out for you. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, You have to get to a point where you're so solid in your purpose and so solid in your vision that even if those people come along it's like bouncing off of you but if you are not in a place where you're prepared to stand firm on what it is you want and stand firm that you're going to go after and get it you don't want to start talking to these people or talking to people and allowing them to be a credible other in your ear um they're just not they're not dependable. They're not credible. Um, they they can't see anything past their small vantage point, the lens through which they see their entire lives. And you don't want them to take that limited vision and deflect it on you and force you to see it from the way that they see it. You want to see that even though it's a huge thing that you are trying to accomplish, it's bigger than anything you've ever gone after. You want to believe that whatever parts of it you don't already have, whatever tools you don't already have in your artillery, that that's the space where you're going to receive divine favor and divine intervention on your behalf. That's how you have to look at it. This is, to me, the the huge point of everything that I'm standing for in this season and that I'm rooting for, for each of us, that we see that where our skill set, where our gifts, where our logic can't get us from that next point, from one point to the next, that that's where divine favor and a divine bridge will be built for you to walk across and walk right into fulfilling that purpose, fulfilling that dream, accomplishing those goals. Um, the next person is the well-intended. 
The well-intended will get you every time. Let me tell you something. Um, recently, <clears throat> I was on the phone with my dad, who, and you will hear me talk about him a lot because I have a lot of conversations with him or I find myself in this position with him a lot. Um, as parents do, they worry, they want you to be secure, they want you to be safe, they want to make sure you don't lose everything. And I remember when, and I and I don't know if I told this story before, but if I have, you know, hear it again, um, I had decided to leave my job. Now, when I left my job last year, I was in school. And I had a plan to start a publishing company. That was the goal. And I was going to finish school. And then after I finished school, get really, dig really deep into starting a publishing company. <clears throat> and the goal was to sell candles with the books because I wanted to encourage people to set the mood to read. That was, I had at least that to hold on to. And so when I originally told my parents that I was leaving my job. I wasn't asking for their permission. I'm an adult woman taking care of my own life. And so I had no plans to ask them to help, you know, but like I said, they're parents. And so my mom, who never speaks up, when I told them that I was leaving my job, my dad goes, well, if you think you can do it. And my mom says she can do it. And he goes, okay, well, if you think you can do it. And my mom says, she can do it. And so I could tell that he wanted to say something, but be, but because he knows how I am, like once I get my mind made up about something, I'm stubborn about it. Like I'm just, I'm going with it because if I'm talking to you about it, trust me, I've already thought about it a million times over. I'm an overthinker. Okay. So I sit and I spend time thinking and pondering each decision that I make. Okay. Now, a lot of times that works for me. Um, when you're trying to you know, fulfill purpose, it doesn't always. But in that particular moment, it was nothing that they could have said that to stop me from quitting my job and going for what I really wanted, because I had already been thinking about it, I had already been pondering over it, I had already gotten confirmation. So by the time I talked about it, their well-intended caution was lost on me. And so he didn't really say anything about it at the time. But here recently, um, when the road got a little bumpy, Um, he says, you know, I know sometimes, you know, you don't, you don't value our advice or you don't always want to take our advice, but you know, we haven't gotten where we've gotten because we don't know anything. And I said, okay, well, what's your advice? And so he wouldn't give it to me, but I already knew, right? He wanted to give me the well-intended, you know, you should have kept your job and all of this stuff. And so I had to really like back up because I immediately got frustrated. And so while it didn't make me regret leaving, it put me in a a mind of frustration and aggravation. And I started to get angry. And I'm like, God, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Like whenever I step out on faith or whenever we step out on faith, it's like we have to go through this period of people kind of pointing out our failures. And so it makes it seem like we made a huge mistake. I don't feel like I made a mistake, but I just hate the frustration of having to deal with that. And so, you know, in a way I blame myself because I should have been more firm, even in having a conversation with him about where I am currently. And so, you know, after a couple of days, after I recalibrated, you know, my own mental and emotional and spiritual self, I was able to step back and say, you know what, and and I had two friends tell me too, you know, he's a parent, he's doing what parents do, 
They just want to make sure their children are okay. And so even though they mean well, they are not a credible other. They do not get to decide above the vision that God gave for you, the thing that God has ordained for your life. They don't get to decide above that. When God speaks, he has the final say. That's why I'm saying, you know, pray over these goals and really get clarity about each thing from God, but move with confidence when you feel strongly that this is God. Like, this is the thing that I was born for. This is taking me towards purpose. And you cannot let people who love you, who fear, keep you from doing what you're supposed to do. That's even like friends who'll say, look, are you sure you want to um, get involved with that? You know, for instance, you might want to adopt a baby. You know, are you sure you want to adopt? You know, these children have all kinds of issues or whatever. But if you feel drawn to that, if you know that that is something you're supposed to do, you can't allow people to stop you because of their own fear. You have people who work with the homeless and aren't you scared that the homeless are going to attack you? No, because if I'm, you know, called to this, I have to believe that I'm going to be protecting it in it. And even if something happens, I would have fulfilled my purpose. Um, while it was happening, I would have been doing being obedient to the spirit while fulfilling my purpose. And so my thing is, what better time or what better way to take a chance, you know, or, or to take a fall than to be walking towards your purpose. I remember right before I left my job, you know, I decided within myself, I resolved it within myself, I'd rather die working towards my own than to sit here working for somebody else's dream. And when I decided that, I became unstoppable. No well-intended advice could stop me. So a lot of people will oh, well, maybe you should get a part-time job or maybe you should do this or maybe you should do that. And if I don't feel spirit-led to do it, if I'm praying over it and I'm tarrying about it, once I make the decision that that is not for me, I do not let someone else's advice, even well-intended, keep me from staying the course that I know I'm supposed to be on. And you have to, let me tell you something, you have to get that level of security and faith in the vision. And I don't want you to have a blind faith. I don't want you to go out here and be like, oh, this is just what I want to do and I'm going to do it. No, that's why I encourage and I stress the importance of talking to God. I know that talking to God is not popular now. Everybody has their own idea of what this is supposed to look like. Our grandparents had an idea of what this relationship with God is supposed to look like. But God is not far from us, right? He's he's not so far-fetched that he doesn't care about the details. If you care enough to talk to him about it, he'll give you advice on every part of this, right? And he'll even tell you when you already know the answer to that because he knows that he's already given it to you and that you're simply second-guessing yourself. Like he is on that level. I'm telling you, I am not speaking, you know, idly. I'm not speaking from what I heard. I'm telling you what I know. I have had, I'm talking about arguments with God, you know, don't get me wrong. He'll argue that he just listens. But when I finish throwing my temper tantrum, he'll calmly come in and say, okay, well, but you already know what to do. Or I already gave you an answer or go and do what I told you. Because the thing about it is, is that he knows that ultimately when you gather yourself up, when you take that, your energy that you have put into the devil's advocate and put into the naysayers and put into the well-intended, he's going to ask you, well, when are you going to give my voice credit? And so you have to be careful not to 
put on the pedestal the opinions of the people who are not called to walk in this journey with you, who are not called to speak into your journey. So you have to be very careful about who you lend your ear to, who you talk to, who you confide in. Uh, The final person today is the seemingly qualified. Oh my gosh, this is probably one of the most, probably even more so than the well-intended, the most dangerous people. These are the people who they've done it before and they've had some measure of success in it. Um, One of my pet peeves um, are people who say things like, well, if you've never ran a business before, you can't tell me how to run one. Or if you've never had a marriage before, you can't tell me anything about marriage. Or if you've never had children, you can't tell me anything about children. And the reason why I feel so strongly about those types of mindsets is because you don't leave any room for discernment. You don't leave any room for a divine voice. You have You trust your own logic so much that you don't think it's possible that anybody else who did not follow a set program has anything else to say. And and, and let me give you um, some some context. If, If you're running a business, there are different parts of, there are different um, elements that go into keeping a business floating, right? So you have, you know, product creation, you have product testing, you have um, product labeling maybe, or you have marketing, you have um, the administrative part of it, you have the legal side of it, you have all of these moving parts, right? And so I may not have ever started a business, but I worked, before I started a business, I have worked over 20 years in customer service. There's almost nothing you can tell me about customer service, okay? I can tell you about customer service, and I could have told you about customer service 10 years ago before I even thought about what, about me starting a business, before I even took the idea that I could start a business seriously. But because people have the mindset that if you've never ran a business, you can't tell me anything about running a business, I'm always amazed that they don't take the advice and they take to take it from somebody that they think knows and they still can't quite get it right or they have a measure of success, but they don't realize you could have had three times the success had you listened to somebody that you discounted, right? And so I'm always amazed that people take that attitude and especially people who um, believe in God or who have read the Bible because I'm like, if you look at the Bible First of all, the Bible says God will use the foolish things to confound the wise. But even funnier than that to me is when God spoke to Moses through a burning bush. And I always say to myself, if he sent a message through a burning bush, what makes us think that he won't come through the most unlikely person? Yet, we, we discount the voice of other people because we don't think that they're qualified enough. And so... The other side of that, though, is giving too much credit to people that we feel are qualified. I was talking to this young lady today through Instagram, and I was telling her because she told me, she said, you know, I just need help with every part of my business because, you know, I'm following all the right people and, you know, I'm doing everything I know how to do, but it just doesn't seem to be coming together. And so, you know, the first, when she first said that to me the other day, 
I thought about it, but I didn't say anything. I just kind of encouraged her to keep going and to take it one day at a time and to look at one part at a time and not to get overwhelmed trying to do everything at once. But as I was listening to I Am Keisha Green this morning and after a message I had heard yesterday and after some thinking about it, I went back to her and I said, listen, you know, you said something to the effect that you are following other people. But just because how they did it worked for them doesn't mean it's going to work for you. And so you don't need to allow yourself to be overwhelmed with all of the information they're giving because all of that information probably isn't for you. Because if if it's for you, it should resonate with you to the point that you immediately know like, okay, this is something, this is something that I might need. I might need to heed this. But if when you hear something, it automatically takes you into a panic. It automatically confuses you. It is not for you. God is not the author of confusion. Let me just say that. And once you realize that, if it confuses me, I'm going to leave it alone. Even if it's for you, it may not be for you at that time. That may not be the part you need to be worried about right now. You're worrying about finances. And God said, forget finances. Do you even have a business plan written? Let's start with that. You don't need to worry about where the money coming from if you don't have a plan. Or if you want to start a new job, you don't need to worry about, well, you know, I don't know what I'm going to say in the interview if you haven't even filled out the application yet. Like, let's do let's take care of first things first. Let's let's get one step at a time. Not only that, there are people who um, they may have a degree in a certain thing and they may have been great test, test takers and they did well when they got their degree. And so now they have this education and you feel like, well, they have the education, so they know more than me. And that is just not always true. I even look at sometimes when you go to the doctor and you know your body, you know something is different. You know that this headache is not like the last headache or this stomach ache is not like the last stomach ache. You know your skin never breaks out from this thing or another. And you go to the doctor and they write it off as something. And you go, you know what, I don't think it's that. And they give you a medication and the medication doesn't work. And you're still trying to say, okay, well, they told me to take the medication. And even though it's not working, I'm good. they tell me to take it until it's gone. And even after it's gone, it's not working. But they tell you to refill the prescription. At some point, you need to say, look, I know you've been doing this for a long time. And I know you have a degree in medicine. But I'm telling you, I know my body and this is not right. I even look at hairdressers. When I used to get relaxes, there were hairdressers who would say, um, oh, you know, you just haven't had the right person do it. And I'm like, I'm telling you, you cannot put that in my hair. It is not going to work. And they would always put this, you know, mousse in my hair to roll my hair. And it would just be so flaky and all of this stuff. And so I'm like, I'm telling you, it's not going to work. But everybody think they have the one thing that's going to work. But when you know your your hair when I know my hair I was like I'm telling you it's not gonna work and so you have to be like that with your gifts your talents your vision that you like you know what I know that that worked for you and I know that you've done this a million times but I can tell you that's not gonna resonate with me um and you have to just be vigilant when it comes to your plan that's why I'm saying you know write it down you know, ponder over it, pray over it, 
And when you get something that resonate you, resonates with you, revise accordingly. And I'm not saying that you have to have a perfect plan in place before you get started. Get started on the part that you can do. If you have to go back and rework it, you can rework it. We don't need to get to perfection in the plan before we start the process. Start the process. But recalibrate and revise as you see fit. But make sure that your revision is not coming from a voice who shouldn't have a say. Um, just just be that vigilant over your plan that you know that you know that you know when someone speaks, you can say, you know what, that's confirmation for something that I already heard. Or you know what, that's good information, but it's not for me. We have to get this right. We have to. In this world where every body has a social media account, everybody's like their own newscaster, everybody has an opinion. You have to be vigilant that everybody does not get a say. Okay? So I hope that this helps you. I hope that this um, helps you to alleviate some of the stress because now you can quiet some of those voices. Um, Before I go, let me just tell you that you are not even always a credible other. I'm glad I remembered that. Uh, Some of us, uh, we're so hard on ourselves. We're so negative that we're not even a credible other. You don't even need to trust your own logic that much, okay? Um, so I want you to to get in the habit of positive affirmations. And those positive affirmations, you need to stay on a daily basis so that you don't talk your own self out of vision. You don't talk your own self out of purpose because now you are not only playing the devil's advocate and the naysayer, You're now paying the well-intended because you want to protect yourself. This is not the time. This is the time to say, you know what? If I have to walk through the fire, I'm going to believe that I'm going to come out the the other side of this as gold and not burnt and bruised. I'm going to survive this. I'm willing to do whatever it takes to walk in purpose and to do the things that is my heart's desire unapologetically without fear. Okay, family, it's been wonderful talking to you. I hope that this helps you. I hope that you'll share and I'll see you next week.